well, for me, I started really young, honestly. I mean, like 17 years old, my sister and I started the sneaker line pastry. So I feel like that kind of jump kicked everything that I do now, right? Because we were on the road. We made up this creative idea about women's sneakers. You know, there were no sneakers by women for women. And that was what was kind of cool about pastry is it was different. And so when we started that, you know, that we did that for years. I mean, it must have been like six, maybe six, seven years. And then after that, I decided to figure out what else I wanted to do. And I kept going and I built out AngelaM.com and like, it's been a number of different things, but I've just always had a passion to do what I do. And for me, those being fashion and philanthropy, is like those are the two things that I really love, and everything else kind of falls underneath that. Now, you've been at the forefront of tech and culture, like you said, starting the apps before apps were cool. Uh-huh. Now you have the Purpose app. Yes. Speak a little bit about that and what it means to you and the people that you're trying to give your metrics to. Right. So for me, the Purpose app is actually inspirational. It's also a place for women in business. I feel like it's really important to create a platform. Well, I've created a platform where, number one, women can come for inspiration, but also network and grow their business. And that's my whole thing is being able to be that source for them. And also, like I said, giving inspiration, which sending out quotes daily and just a place where I feel like where women can actually network and also just inspiration, day-to-day inspiration. So you're in the fitness and you're into inspiring people. What business endeavors do you have with fitness and culture? Well, for fitness, I have something called Built Not Bought. Mm-hmm. And I'm really big on that because, like, you know, I don't want to give the message I'm saying don't go get anything done. I'm like, if, you know, by any means you need it done, do what you do. But for me, it's about building up your mind, body, soul. And also, for me, if you look at the regiment and you go online, it's on AngelaM.com. It's called Built Not Bought. And there's different programs and stuff underneath that you follow. So there's food. And then there's day-to-day, week-to-week programs that you will follow. And you can do it basically right at home on your floor. But it's just about pushing that and making sure that people know that, number one, there's nothing wrong with a natural body as long as you're working on it and you're doing what you need to do to maintain it. And eating right is important as well. Who are some of your mentors coming up in this business game that you look to now, now that you're at the forefront? Um, I always feel like you need a mentor. I don't care how far along you get. And for me, like, I just keep people around me that are smarter than me or people that I can learn from or, like, just grow from, you know, so I love keeping women around me that are super smart. There's so many to name, but I know for me, like I grew up in a family where I was able to be around a lot of it since I was younger. So I picked up on a lot of the business stuff and just being around it shaped who I am today. You've had to deal with a lot of adversity this past Mm -hmm. year. Um, It's been more than this past year, but. (laughs) You've had to deal with a lot of adversity and, but you've overcome and you keep going forward and you keep going forward. And being a single mother, uh, I grew up with a single mom and she put me on her back. How do you get through and what's your advice for other single African, African-American women that are entrepreneurs um, carrying a family on their backs? Well, it's definitely not easy, obviously. You know, being a single mom is, it's a task. And you know, for my son not having his dad around and it's, it's a lot because it puts all of it on the woman and you want to have the right you know, male mentors around him being like my dad and my, my brother and different people like that. But at the same time, they're growing up in a house with just your mom. You know, like That's what my son has. And I'm going to do everything I need to do for him, of course. But it's, um, it's a task. But the best way to go about it, obviously, is having your faith, you know, keeping your faith strong. For me, God at the forefront of everything before I do anything. Like That's the, ho- the head of the house. And then after that, it's just like, 
making sure that I'm keeping the household positive and a good, great place for him to learn and grow, putting him in different programs. Just There's so many different key factors, but he kind of like, that's everything. He's my everything. You know, before I think of anything else, like, all right, was, is he going to be good? All right. And then I can go on about my day. So it's just keeping your, your family first and doing what you need to do for your family, but also making sure that there's a balance because a lot of times I think women can lose themselves, you know, when being a mom, you're like always in mom mode. So it's kind of important to do both, you know, make sure that you're having self time and taking care of yourself and doing things that are going to keep you fueled up and energized because you don't want to deplete all your energy and you're being a parent and then your kid needs your energy, but you really need to make sure you're taking care of yourself as well. You come from one of the first families of culture. Mm -hmm. And when I say culture, it doesn't necessarily mean hip-hop culture. It means all culture. You, you cover a diverse variety of people. That's what your family's done is touch so many people. But you've kind of become independent mm -hmm. of them. Talk to me about that transition um, out of more of the family aspect into the independent woman that Angela Simmons has become. Right. I think people are going to always have that perception that I kind of am... I don't know, I, I get a lot of, uh, people just kind of always perceive it as you come from this, this is what you are, and like you said, I've, I'm transitioned out and all that stuff. Um, it just comes with time and knowing yourself, learning yourself. I think people always still see it as the other way around and not that I fully have done it on my own, but they kind of look at it as, I come from that, so you good, you know what I mean? And that's always been the perception of what I hear and I'm like, that doesn't make sense because I do and everything I do, I do it on my own and I grind. And yeah, I have the advice of my family and my dad and my uncle and these different people around me. But at the same time, if I don't get up and work, then it doesn't work at all. What's been the biggest obstacle for you as an entrepreneur? It's, I, I always feel like it's just finding that one thing that's going to work for you. I think entrepreneurs have multiple businesses, right? And it's like until that one thing that you are working on hits the wall and makes sense and sticks, I think sometimes that's the hardest part is figuring out what is the thing that's going to work for you. You know, because as entrepreneurs, you kind of want to have options. And as an entrepreneur, your brain is like all over the place because you're just, you're creative and you've got ideas. So it's like figuring out that one thing and you say, okay, this is it. Like, let me just not do nothing else, which is very hard for me because I'm so creative and I got tons of ideas always. What's your advice to uh, males and females alike coming up through this game, uh -huh. trying to get to where you're at? What's your advice to them? It's to surround yourself with people that you want to grow to be like. You know, if you're in a business where, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to be into, that you make sure that you intern for those type of companies and being around those type of individuals so that you can obtain the best knowledge that you, you know, whatever you need. But also doing your research and staying persistent and consistent with it super important, you know, not losing your momentum momentum on the project, stuff like that. Business-wise, what's been your biggest obstacle hurdle in the way throughout the years you've been doing this? My biggest obstacle, I would say it's the transition, right, from becoming a mother but then a businesswoman at the same time, right? So I've learned how to balance it now, but I think in the very beginning, you have a kid and you're like, okay, I need to, you want to just go right back into working, but you also want to balance being a great mother. So I feel like I've, I've got a pretty good system now, but at first it was kind of like, am I leaving my kids too early? Am I doing the right thing for myself? So definitely that. Building your team is so important. Yeah. There's no, there's no wins without the team. No, not at all. How do you go about building your team and fighting, finding the right people to put in that ethos? 
Um, I would say it's trial and error. I mean, you also want someone around you that's passionate about what you're doing, just as passionate as you are. Because if you're not, it's really not going to work, right? You just want to make sure that you keep people around you that are passionate about your project, as passionate as you are. Are there any business models you look at currently um, as inspiration? I'm always looking for inspiration, and my inspiration just kind of comes from my day-to-day -day life. You know, like, I'm inspired by individuals when I meet people, and different businesses as well, but um, currently, uh, I don't have one on top of, at the top of my head. With your, you've been in the reality TV wave for, for a long time now, but you're not just in the wave, you are the wave. Like, you created the whole thing, yeah. you and your family, mm -hmm. um, and it's positive. That's the thing that I love about it, it's super positive. Thank you. Um, now you're behind the scenes, you're producing, you're executive producing. What's that transition like from in front of the camera to behind the camera and both? Well, it's definitely both. So growing up hip hop, um, we started it maybe five or six years ago, a while now, maybe five years ago. And it started off as an idea, grew, became growing up hip hop. And now we have grown up hip hop Atlanta, growing up hip hop New York, which is currently filming. And we've like moved into like the fifth season. We're doing, it's been a really great process. Um, behind the scenes is kind of cool because you kind of help bring on a different talent and you know all that type of stuff. We do have a great team of producers as well that work with me so I won't take all the credit for that but um, it's it's been pretty cool. I mean to see something grow from just an idea to now all the way a couple years later and we're already in three different cities is pretty awesome. If you had any advice for your younger self as a businesswoman your 17, 18 year old mm -hmm. self when you started your first company, what would it be? My advice to myself then, maybe just to take more mental notes of like what was going on business wise, because we came into that company and I just felt like I, as a 17 year old, I was so young and kind of more or less caught up in all the, we were traveling, we were just doing so much. I feel like I wish I did more of the behind the business stuff. You know what I mean? Like I was in the mix and I was the face and we were the designers, but to actually be behind the scenes more and to watch how that actually ran would have um, definitely helped. What is the Purpose app supposed to evolve into in the future? Um, I would like to continue to grow it out, do some women conferences and stuff. I have everything I pretty much work on is on the Purpose app. So just growing it and expanding it, um, helping people grow their businesses. You know, I mean, hopefully down the line, uh, the app will be able to help fund businesses for women and um, just help give gain, give people exposure on their different businesses that they're working on. Because I know it's not easy, you know, it's really not easy when you start a business and you have a great idea and you're doing it and you're hustling, but you don't have the marketing dollars to get it out there. So just being able to be that outlet for young women or women in general. Your creative process mm -hmm. to starting a business. Yeah. How do you initially come up with the idea mm -hmm. and what are the steps you take to implementing those ideas? Well, as far as the app purpose that I launched, I decided that that whole name purpose, I like to do everything with a purpose, right? And so that all started with the name and I was like, what can I do and how can I help other people? I love helping people and I love doing for other people. So I decided anything that I attach my name to that I'm doing, it's done with a purpose. And I feel like that's just the strongest thing is making sure that you're following your true purpose in life. You know, you could be out here and you could be doing 15 million different things, but if you're not actually out here really living in your true purpose, then life's kind of empty, you know what I mean? So it's just important to 
live through your purpose. So when I start businesses, it's a reason, it's a purpose. I'm living my life purpose and I enjoy it and I love it. And I feel like that's one of the things that people need to know. Like you can't get to money without having your purpose first. You know, like if that's going to be your goal, that's cool. Eh, get to money. But what? That's empty. You can get to the top of success with money. And then what? You're not, you're not happy. You're not fulfilled. So it's just important to live out your purpose. Now, a lot of people would say, um, the haters out there, that you have this purpose app, but everything was spoon-fed. Everything that was given to you. You didn't have mm -hmm. to work through what we have to do to live in the purpose that you're living in. What would you say back to them? It's, it, I mean, number one, everyone's issues and what they go through is different. I mean, yes, I come from this iconic family, but at the same time, anything and everything I do, I work my ass off for. You could ask my dad, you could ask my uncle, like every day I'm, I'm trying to, I'm spinning my wheels, what can I do? What, how do I better what I'm doing? What am I, you like, I, I work on myself constantly. So it's like, if you're not working on yourself and you're not doing what you need to do for yourself, how can anything grow? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I didn't just grow out of coming from that name. Yes, that name got me indoors, but when I got through those doors, I still had to speak, be intelligent, and know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, you can't, you can't grow from there. How do you deal with the pressures of being you? The pressures of being me? Um, how do I deal with it? Um, I don't worry about people's pressure. I'm more concerned about the pressure I put on myself. You know, like making sure that the pressure I'm putting on, the right amount of pressure I'm putting on myself is healthy, right? Because we can put the wrong type of pressure on ourselves or we can put the right type of pressure on ourselves. And so the question would be, well, what's the right type of pressure? The right type of pressure is making sure that you're setting yourself up to grow and to be the best person that you can be. The wrong type of pressure is like, I'm concerned about what they think of how I look. You know what I mean? Like, I'm worried about how people are going to perceive me. I don't care about that. You're going to perceive me how you perceive me, but I know if I'm doing the right things and I'm aligned with God and I'm taking the right steps and doing all my self-work, then there's nothing that anyone can say to steer me the other way. You know, so that's how I deal with my pressure. I make sure it's the right pressure. As an entrepreneur, you have to have an outlet right. for this pressure we're talking about for, that you put on yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you release these stresses of business and move forward? For me, I would say it's loving on yourself, right? Like, I know that in my downtime... I'm getting my facials, I'm working out, I'm doing everything that I can do for myself. I got life coaches, I got psychiatrists. I want, I want to make sure that I'm mentally well. You know, I can't preach or talk to you or anyone else without knowing that I'm doing the work I need to do because how can I give you that? That's toxic information without me being well first. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just constantly making sure that you're evolving and that you're having, you have the right people around you to help you grow. So it's facials, it's massages, it's body scrubs. It's loving on yourself to that highest degree, you know, because nobody else can do that for you. You think there's more pressure on the female entrepreneur rather than the male entrepreneur? To look good. You know, I think that a woman, and I was listening to someone, I was at um, Dress for Success, I want to say, or it was, and there was someone speaking there, and she was talking about how she didn't realize how important it was to look good when you walk in the room. But you have to play your part. And as a woman, we have more moving pieces, probably. I mean, you guys got a lot going on. But women got to the makeup and the hair and the heels. And, you know, it's, it's a whole thing of how you carry yourself. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't sit here and say it's more or less because I think you guys have your own situation in which you have cut out for yourselves. But it's a lot of moving pieces and accessories and this and that, you know. Angela, I appreciate you coming down. Thank You're you. You're at the forefront of this culture. Thank Keep you. moving culture forward and thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Absolutely.
Hey everyone, I'm Jen. And I'm Jess. And we're the hosts of the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to tell you about Strivectin's new Super C Retinol Brighten and Correct Vitamin C Serum. We often interview dermatologists on our podcast, and two of their favorite skincare ingredients to recommend are retinol and vitamin C. This serum has both in one lightweight, layerable formula. The new Strivectin serum helps to smooth fine lines, and it's clinically proven to visibly brighten and firm skin. To learn more about Strivectin Super C Retinol Brighten and Correct Vitamin C Serum, visit Strivectin.com.